the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Welcome back. Wow, for the first part of last week, pretty rough. S&P 500 from top to bottom was down a little over 4%. The one, two, three down days in a row. Uh, if anybody panicked, they missed the last two days where the market, uh, from its closing price two days ago, closed up 2.73. So what does that mean? Actually, it's pretty normal. That's just kind of the way it goes. And uh, it's one of the really tough things about investing in stocks you know, you look around and there aren't uh, a whole lot of stocks that are super stable. In fact, the vast majority of them fluctuate tremendously. And it's pretty tough. I mean, it's pretty tough to take. All kinds of pictures start entering your mind when you start hearing the stories and why stocks are moving and you know why um, digital currencies are going to rule the world and everything else is going away. And <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, though. Uh, the more I look, the more I read, the more I'm paying attention, things look pretty good. If you're looking out over the next 10 years, they look excellent. If you're looking out over the next year, you might as well toss a quarter. And by the way, that's nothing new. Trying to predict over short time periods, almost impossible. And uh, you, you can do it. Uh, the problem is if you get lucky and hit it right, you'll think that you're onto something and you'll keep doing that until it turns out pretty bad in some cases, a lot of cases. But, you know, it's it's just amazing to me as I as I look through the Wall Street Journal, uh, look through the my favorite websites um, and I'm reading. It's unbelievable how many technological advances are are going on at the same time. And these are not, these are not small items. I mean, they're extremely large and the vast majority of them are not 
public facing. They're behind the scenes. It's, you know, we talked for years about 5G. Well, that, that's a big part of it. Okay. There are lots of other parts now that are joining in. The fact that um, cleaner energy has been making so much progress over all these years and that it's continuing to make progress and the progress is starting to speed up. That's, that's fascinating. And it makes me feel good for my kids and grandkids. Makes me feel really good about that. Now, what's going to happen over the next five years? Who knows? You know, that, that's, (laughs) you just can't predict that far out into the future. And I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear. And I'm hoping that a lot of people that hear that get mad and change the radio station because it's a, uh, they are really a pain to deal with. I want to know what the market's going to do next 12 months. Yeah, me too. So does everybody else on the planet. If it were that easy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, you, you really have to look out past five years. You got to look out past five years. And the longer you can look out, the better. So if you're in your mid-60s, by the way, that's a, you know, that can be a problem. You know, I get people saying, you know, I don't buy green bananas. And otherwise, they're expecting to go at any time. Well, do yourself a favor or your family a favor. Sell your stocks because they could crash. They could literally crash. It's happened a ton of times. So if you're 65, you know, I would probably have at least 50% of my money in stocks, probably close to that. Depends on how aggressive you are, what you, you know, how well you handle risk. How well you handle a fluctuating portfolio. But so there is no one size fits all, incidentally. That's the other thing that um, is very difficult for financial advisors to deal with. People coming into the office thinking that there is a one size fit all, fits all. Well, what's the best way to do this? Well, there's really not one. As something that, you know, I'm comfortable sitting through a, a 35% drop in my account value. I wouldn't care if it's down 35%. If it started getting a lot more than that, then I'd start to get a little uh, uneasy. Let's put it that way. So at 35%, it's a big drop. But if I only have 70% of my money in the stock market and it goes down 50% the way it did in 2007 through 2009 or from 2000 to 2003, you get a big drop like that and you've you've got 70% of your money in stocks, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be down by half and half of 70% is 35. So if I go more than 70%, I might be pushing myself on the risk that I want to take. Now, I can tell you most people don't have a 35% decline tolerance. That's what we call it, a decline tolerance. And I'm telling you that uh, if you're going to make any money over the next 10 years, it's probably what you're going to need to have. Because bonds are paying nothing. <laughs> CDs are paying nothing. You know, so that money that's sitting there in the on the bond side or the fixed income side or the safer side, it's not it does it's not like it doesn't fluctuate. They do fluctuate, they just don't fluctuate like stocks do. But the money that's in there is there to keep the the overall fluctuation down somewhat. And it's not going to be earning much or anything at all. Probably over the next 10 years, if you were to ask me today and say, I I need to know what you think bonds are going to do for the next 10 years or CDs or any other type of fixed income. And I think when you adjust it for inflation, that the returns are going to be negative. Next 10 years, negative returns. 
and not hugely negative, just a little bit. And you look into your accounts. If you see, if you're, they're in CDs, you go, well, that, that's impossible. This has gone up. Even if it's only six tenths of a percent a year, it's still gone up. Um, I said inflation adjusted, which means that when you look at how fast prices are going up, they're going up faster than the amount of interest that you're getting on your investments. That's a problem. That's a big problem, especially if you're looking at retiring. The average retirement today, average retirement for a 65-year-old is 20 years if you're male and 21 if you're female. Over a 20-year time period at a relatively low interest rate, let's say 4%, somewhere between 4 and 5%, prices double. Think about that. You'll be, playing, you'll be paying twice as much 20 years from now if the inflation rate stays about where it's at right now. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm seeing the inflation rates that are being published and then I'm looking at the prices in the grocery store, <laughs> I'm going, yeah, no. <laughs> that is the, uh, that is not true. But, you know, and you know, they emit grocery prices and gasoline prices from the CPI, the uh, inflation index. Why? They say, well, they they fluctuate too much. That That was the, you know, and this is what kills me. If you're going to come up with a reason, can you can you just put a little bit of effort into it? <laughs> they fluctuate too much. What what is that? That's not a reason. The uh, they say it is, but come on. <laughs> and the real reason is you don't want to. No, uh, uh, you know what? And if I owed thirty trillion dollars, I'm not sure I would be doing <laughs> anything any differently. <laughs> no, I. I would tell it like it is. I, w- I really would. And that's hard to do, by the way. It's, it's, it's so hard to do. You know, the, the cost of living in New York City, cost of living in Los Angeles, is going to be a lot higher than the cost of living in uh, Findlay, Ohio. You know, it's going to be a lot different. And I don't know how you factor that in. I am so glad I am not in charge of making those decisions. Because <laughs> there's, wow, whatever, whichever direction you go, you're going to have some people upset. But the, the main thing with, with investing and, and you know, looking at retirement planning, accumulating enough assets to be able to, to replace your income one day, is you just have to get used to the thought that prices are going to fluctuate. And the only control you have over that is the amount of money that you have in, invested in stocks and how those are invested. That's, that's it. You can control the risk. And that, that's enough. Well, at least... Up until this point in time, it's always been enough. And I guess if things got so overly highly valued, which you you hear people saying all the time that they are, and I'm going to beg to differ on that point, they were or could be if you had interest rates that were significantly higher than they are today. Uh, if If you're using today's interest rates to do the discount calculations, not so much, you know, Prices are pretty good. If you're in your mid sixties, though, you can't afford it's the it's the uh, the timing risk. Now, if you're in your mid sixties or you're approaching retirement in the next ten years, you don't want to see a fifty percent drop on all your money. So just don't have all of your money in stocks. Have a an allocation that breaks it down. Now our our methodology at Bullington Capital is super simple. I'm a big fan of making things as simple as humanly possible. You don't want to leave out, I don't want to leave out anything that's important. I, I, would, I will not do that. I will not cut corners. Okay. 
but I'm not going to add anything that's unnecessary. And that really makes me a lot different from most of the people in my field. They love to add hundreds of thousands of pages of crap. I don't know what, why? (laughs) Actually, I think I have an idea why, but uh, I don't have enough time to talk about it on today's show. But the, um, I just, I really detest that. Just make it as, as simple as humanly possible without adding anything that's unnecessary. And, and occasionally over time, you'll actually find out that some of the things that you thought were important weren't that important and you can get rid of them. And since I've been doing this for you know 30 years now, a little bit more, a little over 30 years, yeah, I've been able to eliminate a lot of things. And I, I think it's good. It, it works for me. Let me put it that way. It works very well for me. What kinds of things are you going to eliminate? Um, feeling like I have to know what the stock market's going to do in the next two years. I don't need to know that at all. Everybody that thinks that they need to know that is, uh, is wrong. Anybody that tells you, you need to know that either a doesn't know any better or B doesn't want you to know any better. Um, so you guys, anybody that's watched and tried to guess, or if you've tracked what the, uh, wall street gurus have to say, they don't try to predict where the market's going to be 12, 18 months, six months. They don't do that. They just don't. Well, the good ones don't. And it's, a, it's, it's not necessary to be successful. One of the uh, big things that's been happening recently, you know, over the past couple of years, that's recent. That's recent history in stock years. Stock years are the opposite of dog years, by the way. What typically happens in one year for a dog is about seven years you know, they experience seven years of growth or seven years of life. Life. What happens in seven years in the stock market is typically like one year. <laughs> uh, and if you don't believe that, just go look at a long-term chart. You guys have no excuse today. You can go get a, a, a free subscription to these stockcharts.com. You can see where stocks were. You can go back and look and go, wow, boy, stocks really went sideways for a very long time. Yes, they have a tendency to do that every once in a while. And if that happens during your retirement, that that's going to upset things like kind of a lot. Okay. So, you know, I can hear, uh, in the back of my mind, people going, well, just get to the stocks the, the last section of today's show, we will get to the stocks. I've got a list. Um, I've been going through the list. Actually, I go through it every day, but the, uh, it, it gets pretty big. And when I'm looking at stocks and, and I know I've got over 20 stocks that actually look pretty good and have good valuations. What do I mean by look pretty good? That means they're, they're moving pretty quickly right now and they're exhibiting some signs that they're probably under accumulation. That under accumulation means that institutions are buying them. That's pretty good. I like that. When that list is full, I'm happy. So market's down last week. Everybody's upset and I'm going, woohoo. The, uh, yeah, when this uh, sell-off is over, okay, there are a lot of good, solid names that are bubbling their way up to the top. That's awesome. So I'm pretty happy about you know what's going on. In, in fact, I was going to pre-record today's show, but I thought, well, the, the action that's been going on in the market this week is significant enough. I need to come in. So you can call us if you'd like to, because I'm here today. <laughs> 216 216-901-0945. And again, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. What's really hard for me is, you know, I have a certain amount of money that I manage that is different than what I do on a normal basis. And um, 
I outlined it in Look Out for the Bull on that website that Mike Seeger runs. And I, I, I'm still doing that. I'm going to make a couple of adjustments this fall. Why? Because summertime, normally it slows down in the stock market, bottom line. It tends to be choppy, sideways, volatile, hard to make money on. The, the first quarter and the last quarter are typically where most of the moves are made in the year. So I can now watch the market take off just because I said that. <laughs> That's what generally happens. But anyway, so when I'm looking for different things, you know, it, this is very encouraging because a lot of these companies are way below where they peaked two or three years ago. I mean, way below where they peaked. That's a good sign. So now you've got stocks that are undervalued that are going up. That's pretty, it doesn't actually, it doesn't get better than that. That it really doesn't. If you, if a stock is undervalued and it's going up in price, it, you know, what else could you ask for? I know what you can ask for. Cause you ask for me, you ask this stuff all the time. You know, everybody wants the uh, magic formula and there's not a magic formula and you don't need to have to, you don't need a magic formula um, to be extremely successful. Now to be this, to get the success rate that some people want, yes, you'd have to be extremely lucky. Uh, the vast majority of people, if you believe some of the ads you see, and that's what I feel, I feel so bad for people. I, there are all these misleading things, you know, just buy this report. How much does it cost? It's only a hundred bucks you know, or, or sign up for this uh, subscription. How much is it? It's only $60 a month. You know, uh, if you pay for a year in advance <laughs> and a lot of them are cheap, uh, but they're all out there promising something that's probably not attainable. And uh, that makes me feel bad and it makes me feel bad for two reasons. First of all, I know a lot of people are buying that stuff and it's not, not going to work out for them. Secondly, I was one of those people <laughs> I've purchased, I've spent more money on this. I can't, I can't, I just don't like to think about it actually, but the, uh, but I wanted to know, and I feel good that, that I, I have a pretty good grip on it now and I'm very happy that, uh, spent all that money all those years ago, but I put that into one of my, uh, model stock portfolios probably won't be working today, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, this is Bill Bullington. I got to take a real quick commercial break. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. I was walking So we're talking a little bit about individual stocks and how different sectors were starting to come up and starting to lead after the technology and growth shares have uh, led for the past two, three years, uh, mostly large cap too, uh, large, larger companies rather. And that's starting to shift a little bit. That's good. I'm seeing some of the other categories starting to catch up and close the gap that's been created. That's good. That's awesome. When I'm seeing the types of companies that are coming up, that's good. So this is one of the reasons that even when you retire, you don't want to have 100% of your money in something that's fixed. You just, you just don't want to do that. I would have minimally 25% of my money 
in stocks or stock funds, preferably stock funds for the vast majority of people because you're not going to have enough time that it takes to manage a full-time stock portfolio. That takes an enormous amount of time now. It's unbelievable. I am dying <laughs> trying to keep up to it. And, and you know, it's just me now. I mean, it's just my own because I've, I've, I haven't been able to do it for clients forever. But I do teach what I'm doing in case you ever are interested in that. And as soon as we get uh, the approval, probably this fall, we'll probably have to be able to come back and do those types of seminars again. Because as almost everything else that involves technology, it has gotten a little bit easier. Uh, so there's still time. I mean, you still have to put time in, but it's not as as um, intense of a uh, intellectual effort today because of some of the tools that have improved over the last couple of years. And so that's nice. I, I feel like I've gotten a break as far as that goes. But you still have to have the mentality, and that's that's the whole thing. That As far as I'm concerned, there's knowledge. Anybody can acquire the knowledge, but you still got to have the mentality that it takes to be a successful investor. You can't get scared. Uh, you can't get too active. You want to respond to everything. Bad idea. That is a horrible idea. You've got to know when to respond and when not to. And the vast majority of the time, by the way, you're better off not responding. You know, If you'd have sold on Thursday, boy, you'd have been sorry on Friday. Uh, after an entire four days in a row, market's going down. It's going down a lot. Okay, And then you sell and then the market pops up big time in a day. That's what I'm talking about. It'll mess with you if you get that granular. If you're looking over that short of a time period, market's going to beat you up badly. So you have to uh, understand what you're doing, understand the timelines that you should be looking at. And of course, that's going to be uh, dictated by your age and your risk tolerance. Okay, So you should have some idea of what kind of timeline that you're looking at and uh, how soon you may need the money and then come up with a plan uh, that takes that into account. And again, somebody who's in their 60s, it's taking income I don't think you should have more than 50% of your money in stocks. And you'll go, yeah, but the other, you know, CDs are paying less than 1%. I know. But there are products out there that we've been talking about, and they're called fixed index annuities. I happen to use one from Nationwide that I like a lot. Okay. And I wasn't a huge fan of Nationwide. Um, it's the product. You know, that That's what I was looking at. And they've got guaranteed income levels that are substantially higher. In fact, the vast majority of people will not earn the same returns on their stock funds that this one's going to guarantee as far as an income benefit. Notice I didn't say a total return, completely liquid, tax-free, all these things. You know, it's really tough being a financial advisor. Somebody will, they'll call and want to try to put these words in your mouth. Well, I heard you say that. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh yes, I did. No, I didn't. I actually have the tape. <laughs> so the uh, I w- I would not say that. It's not true. Yeah. So, uh, but given every other option available, these are really good alternatives, and and I own it. Yeah. So you can get guaranteed income levels. It depends on your age, okay, but you can get guaranteed income levels. And if you don't want to take the income right away, this is what I really like about it. If you don't want to take the income right away, they let you postpone it and and they'll guarantee a minimum rate of return that that will go up by each and every year for at least 10 years. That's kind of cool. 
That's really cool, especially given today's interest rate environment. And the fact that, you know, I, I firmly believe for the next few years, interest rates are kind of stuck in a very, very low range. And if you've got money in, in bonds in your portfolio, you're not allowed to, to cry to your financial advisor that your returns are so low when you've got a whole bunch of money tied up in fixed income. That's not fair to them. You're putting, uh, putting them in handcuffs and then saying, here, you know, come, go do your job. Okay. It's impossible. So I'm taking the side of all financial advisors on that. Yeah, that this is probably the number one thing that happens. People come in after the S&P's run up a whole bunch in the past 30 days. They look at, look how much S&P's up this year. Okay, well, if that's all you know, you get to join the 19 out of 20 investors who end up underperforming the stock market and, and the average balance fund. Okay, they end up underperforming the end is the, the average balance fund by about 50% a year over 20-year time periods. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> don't do that. It's not that hard. You don't, and by the way, trying to be number one, trying to be number one is, is a fool's errand. The new number one fund every year changes every year. If it were a repeatable thing for a fund to do, somebody would have done it. Somebody would have figured that out by now. Okay. And oftentimes you'll get these funds that, that take a lot of risk and they get lucky or they get, they take a lot of risk and that sector actually co- comes in like it was coming in when they started it. That they, you know what they looked at? They looked at sales growth. That's what they looked at or potential sales growth. Now, sometimes an analyst can actually get that right. It's not very often, but occasionally they do. Yeah. But if you're looking at sales growth and that's an overlying feature in the fund that you're running, there's, if you're around long enough, there's a pretty good chance that that fund's going to do really well for you know, 12, 18, 24 months, seeing them go four or five years before they crashed. Because sales growth is kind of like living by the blitz. If you know anything about football, those teams that live by the blitz die by the blitz. <laughs> when everybody's rushing the quarterback, that leaves a lot of people uncovered downfield. Okay, sooner or later, they figure that out. <laughs> so... Um, what is the, uh, what's the good thing to do? Well, you want to probably try to work on good offense and good defense. You know, you gotta, the vast majority of teams generally have both. And uh, in investing, it's good offense and good defense. What, what's that? Well, that's the breakdown between stocks and bonds and, or guaranteed accounts that you have in your portfolio. And all the money that you have, what is the breakdown? That's going to determine how well you do over time. Uh, those that take the most risk, if they take it intelligently, are probably going to come out ahead. Those people that, that don't know how to manage or don't know how to assess the amount of risk they're taking need to call me. I can tell you in 30 or 40 seconds if I see the whole portfolio. That's not, that's not really difficult for me to do. The, uh, but you know, we'll even put it in the uh, Morningstar's advisor, uh, office, office advisor workstation that's an extremely expensive subscription to software that I have for professionals to uh, kind of take a look at the internal uh, composition of a portfolio, show you where your overlap is, how much potential risk you're taking there. Uh, now, that does take a little bit longer because we have to punch that information in, but that's something that we do for our clients if they're interested in it. And I think it's kind of funny. Um, it, 
when I look at the breakdown, if I get the breakdown, a lot of people have accounts all over the place. So those are harder, you know, by far. And uh, they got a breakdown all over the place. Putting that together is not that simple. Um, but once I get it in, then it is easy. Once I get in, once I can tell how much you have in international, how much you have in large cap, small cap, mid cap, what's invested in short-term bonds, what kind of bonds do you have? Uh, by the way, some bond funds are just as risky as stock as the stock bonds are. They fluctuate just as much. How is that possible? Because there's not one type of bond. There are multiple types of bonds. And uh, if this sounds like a lot of work, that's because it is. <laughs> it's, but when you've been doing it for 32 years, it's not that hard anymore. Uh, it's like anything else. And, uh, it's a vocation. And uh, I wish it were easier than that. And it, it could be. I mean, you could just say, hey, look. Just go out there and buy five funds that have been around for at least five years or longer. They're in the top 20% of their categories over that time period. Make sure they don't overlap all that much. Okay, Just buy them and hold those things. Don't ever sell them. Take half the value of that. And if it's down by, let's say you put 100% of your money in there, half the value is 50%. Is that too much of a decline for you? Most people would say, yes, okay. Don't put 100% of your money in stocks. You know, how much of a decline do you think you could sit through? I don't know. Well, let me tell you something. You should probably shoot for somewhere between 25 and 35%. Understanding that the market has never gone down and not come back. I hear that all the time. I can't believe I'm still hearing that after all the years I've been doing this show and people have been listening to it. The market's never gone down and stayed down. Now, the Japanese stock market's gone down and hasn't come back all the way. That that stock got, their market got hopelessly overpriced. Okay, All other markets around the world haven't gone down and stayed down. And it's highly unlikely that that's going to happen in this country. Why? Well, if you've been watching the news lately, they, they're printing an awful lot of money. And the net effect of that is not a market that crashes and doesn't come back. The net effect is inflation. That's what's going to happen. Does inflation hurt individual stocks? Some, it does. It hurts some individual stocks, especially if you're a manufacturer and you're buying a lot of raw materials because the raw materials prices are going up and they're squeezing your profit margin. If you're a service provider, who cares? Think Microsoft cares? Yeah. Microsoft, you know what they do today? They sell emails. They don't even package a product. You get online and download it. <laughs> Several hundred dollars a year for an email. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's a little bit more than that. But yeah, it's actually a lot more than that. But think about that. I mean, they don't have to deliver anything. They don't have to put 5,000 parts together and, and you know put the Ford symbol on it or GM or, or BMW or any of those other things. They don't have to have the research and development, figuring out how they're going to do their electric cars that are coming up here over the next four or five years. And where are they going to outsource all those products? How are we going to design it? Or how are we going to keep them safe? None of that. <laughs> That's the, uh, talk about a service business, just a, a great business. Man. Got a lock on all that stuff. So I'm, I'm very optimistic, if you couldn't tell, uh, about the future for the next five or 10 years. We've got more than enough stuff that's going on right now to fund growth in financial markets. Um, the inflation thing, that yeah, that that's worrisome to everybody. 
everybody worries about inflation that knows that knows about it, especially if you're investing. And I think it's more important than ever that you get a really good grip on what kind of risk you're taking, how much risk you think you need to be taking, uh, how much risk you're taking right now. You just need to have a good handle on that. And if you manage that halfway decent, I think you're going to do well. I think you're going to do very well over the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, I think getting a, a a large portion of your money in a, there aren't any bonds, incidentally. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how many people send me ads of bonds that are paying five or 6% triple tax free. Like uh, those ads are like 15 years old. <laughs> Seriously. They don't, they don't realize that they see the ads somewhere. I don't even know where they're getting those papers, by the way, the, uh, where they're finding these things, but it is hilarious. I'm like, uh, excuse me, but did you go look at the ad? Did you look at the eight on uh, the, the date on the ad? That that's not a once, you know, we're, we have to do this for the rest of our lives forever. They, they, nobody makes that type of promise. Although they do have a hundred year mortgages in England. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know what that's called? Rent control. That's what that's called. You're never going to own that property. And the, uh, the banks will do a hundred year loan. Just think about that. You could, you could put 10 points in that loan and it would still not affect the actual average percent yield by very much or what you're having to pay on it. And, uh, that would be hilarious. I don't know if they'll ever get to that point in all in, uh, America. They might. I mean, I don't know. They probably help off the real estate markets in New York City and Los Angeles if they did that. But uh, anyway, that's not where we're at today. Probably not going there anytime real soon. It is really important, though, that you just take a look at what you're doing. It doesn't have to be super complicated. And actually, getting more complicated in most cases doesn't even help. The tools that are available today, if you're willing to pay for them, uh, I mean, real tools, uh, and if you understand how to value stocks, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's very good. I, I really like being in the business that I'm in right now. The artificial intelligence and all that stuff, it's helped me tremendously. And now we can do things that you really couldn't do before. I mean, you look at some of the custodians that are, one of the custodians in particular, you don't even need a bank anymore. Well, you do need a bank if you're going to have a loan, but these guys do online bill pay. They don't charge for it. They have a credit card. You get, I think it's, 2% back. And, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I, I get a couple thousand bucks a year cause I pay everything on it. I mean, I put all my utilities on it and you get a record of that. They keep that record electronically forever. You know? So if I had to go back and find something, there it is. That, that is awesome. Uh, I get to see, uh, uh, I keep all the records by the way. So you can log into it from wherever you are. Uh, on your phone, your car, it's super secure as far as that goes. Now, when you say secure, uh, that doesn't mean bulletproof. Uh, I'm a big believer. If somebody can write code, somebody can decode the code they've written. And I don't care how sophisticated you make it. And you can make it really, really hard and put high layers of security on there. Actually, you probably should do that. Now that I hear the music, I should take a break. <laughs> this is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. I'll be right back. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right. The... 
And we're back. Hey, if you'd like to call in today, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And before I get to the uh, individual stocks today, the stuff that you know Mike Seager's going through every day and posting up on uh, lookoutforthebull.com, I just wanted to take a really quick minute and talk about the uh, fixed income product. And by the way, if you want to learn more about this, just go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com, reach out to me. I'll send you a link that you can go in and play with this yourself. This is coming right off the uh, internet. It's the Nationwide's um, website. And I just wanted to show, just do a really quick example. Let's say I used $100,000 because I thought, you know, that's a nice round number. And uh, when you're doing percentages, it, it really helps. Somebody who's getting ready to retire next year at age uh, 65. So they're 64 right now. This product, you have to wait a year before you actually turn the income on. Uh, They would actually guarantee $5,685 on that amount for the rest of your life if you started next year. Now you compare that to a 1% CD, okay, Uh, which is not a good comparison because the CD is different. Once you start this, actually, there's so many differences. I'll have to pick that. <laughs> I'll have to pick that part of your show. But this shouldn't be compared to a CD because the money's going to be invested. It's going to go into an index. If the index does better, it has a chance to go higher. I would tell you the chances of that happening are probably pretty remote. But worst case scenario is you would get $5,685 for as long as Nationwide's able to pay that money as long as you lived. Okay, so that's pretty good. Compare that to... A thousand bucks in a CD, if you can find one that's paying one percent right now, that's also going to be taxable. Uh, the uh, this will be taxable too, but not all of it. Uh, there are some benefits to the you know taking the income out this way. Anyway, so I don't know, thousand versus fifty six hundred. You tell me. <laughs> if you're looking for income, if that's your goal is income, if your return, if your goal is total return, this ain't the product. You're going to want to invest in in stocks. Now, if total return is the goal, then this is not the one because you can probably, although most people don't, but you could probably do better than fifty six hundred a year in a um, in regular mutual funds or exchange traded funds. If you decided not to take that over next year, or the twelve months after you started, that's basically the deal. You start taking the income twelve months later, and you put it off for another year. It would go to 6,171. So pretty good. This is what I was talking about earlier in the show. Uh, if you put it off another year, it goes to 6,670. If you put off, if you put it off for 10 years, it goes to 11,382 off of original $100,000 investment. Now that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you're in your, 60s uh if you're in your late 50s you're looking at you know retiring sometime uh in the next few years and let's say it's 10 years away you may really want to take a hard look at this i think it's i think it's worth taking a look at um i don't know of any other investment out there currently that offers those same that same guaranteed level of income in the future so this is the um the best of the breed so far and that could change over time i don't know yeah, but right now I really like it. And uh, Nationwide's an A plus rated carrier. That that's pretty rare. Uh, and they've also got uh, you know they have pet insurance there. I, I laughed about that so hard. Um, it's not that cheap, by the way. But neither is the vet. Uh, Bringing <laughs> they, they charge they're charging like people. <laughs> 
and uh, people love their pets, but they have a bunch of different businesses. They're actually one of the bigger pension fund administrators in the country. So I have a lot of confidence in them, like working with them. Uh, and there are other companies out there that have products that are similar. I'm just bringing this up to your attention because given where we are today, fixed income is paying so little and still has risk. There's still risk in fixed income that I think this makes a viable alternative. And if you want to learn more about it, just hit me up. And by the way, I'm just, this is how I am. So if you don't like the sound of my voice, you're really going to hate it when you see me in person. <laughs> so, but, but I will answer your questions. The, uh, I will answer all your questions for you. Um, there's no pressure ever. Uh, I can't stand that. So anyway, be glad to try to answer any questions you have. You can go to my website, hit me up there. There's another product that Nationwide has, by the way, that guarantees a smaller rate of income because it lets you pick from 350 different funds and you can put up to 100% of the money into those stock funds. That's the only one I know of that does that. Okay, so that could be for uh, a decent income today and it's got the, the chances are it's going to grow. That income's going to go up over time, but they will guarantee that it doesn't go down. So that's another division of Nationwide. And it's another product altogether. And I forgot to look up the website of that. So I'll actually, you'll have to hit me up on that one on my website and I'll send it back to you. But it's it's a really good idea. Uh, and I think looking at individual stocks, between the individual stocks as fixed income products, and these fixed income products that are out there and, and available, I think you can meet all your goals. Um, unless your goal is to do 20% a year with no risk. You know, actually... If your goal is to do more than you can get in a CD with no risk, then I don't think you'll be able to accomplish that. You're going to have to take some risk and you need to know what that risk is. A lot of people don't understand how to evaluate risk. That's fine. You know, this is not what they do for a living. I get that. But having said that, um, I've got it just a few minutes here and I did want to go over some of the stocks I'm seeing. So look out for the Bulls website. Mike Seeger pu publishes it. I, I taught him how to do it. He's running a scan that I gave him. It's one of my favorite scans. And he publishes that list every day. And just here are some of the names. These are not buys. Okay. These are basically just observations. Chico's fashions. This one came to my mind. I was at an investment club. Oh, probably in the early 2000s, so early 2000s. I'm at this investment club and they, these ladies just loved Chico's fashions, the, the retailer. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, wow, you know, that thing's over, it's actually overvalued. They were so angry with me. I was, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, if you look at where the price is today, it's actually at about the same price it was in the early 2000s. What year is it again? <laughs> and doesn't pay much of a dividend. Okay. So that's what I was talking about. It had gotten ahead of itself. It should not have been selling for that price. And here you are 20 years later, and now I'm looking at it going, hey, you know what? Looks like a good deal. They're probably madder that I'm saying this now, if they're still alive. <laughs> but the <laughs> as, uh, 20 years is a long time, and it's at the same price. But now it looks great. You know, you look at the, the chart on it. That is a classic-looking chart. So if, if you want to know what a classic-looking chart is, the symbol is CHS. Just look it up. That's a classic-looking chart. The stock's only $4.21. It appears to be underpriced based on its price to sales ratio. Now, having said that, I will not put more than 5% of my trading account in that stock. Why? Because I want to control the risk. Okay. 
and I'll put a 10%, I will put a 10% stop or a 15% trailing stop. So I'm going to try to keep my losses under 1%. That's what I'm going to try to do. And that's the key to being a successful trader, not an investor, a trader. This came up on a trading screen. It just happens to have some attributes that investors are looking for. So it's got, you know, I feel like I might get the best of both in there. I can attract, it's attracting some attention from investors. It's also going to be showing up on a bunch of traders lists too. So anyway, that's just one of the examples I've been seeing a lot. There's big five that's come up a few times, big five sporting goods. Um, there's a, uh, uh, Macy's came up recently. Yeah. Dillard's came up. I think Dillard's is actually, yep. Dillard's came up on Friday. That thing, the stock was up 22% in a day. I didn't read about why. What the heck? <laughs> that looks like a technology stock. It, it's flying. And, and by the way, it's it's almost back to the price it was in 2015. What year is it again? <laughs> so it was down from 140 bucks in 2015. It was down to under $25. Okay. Now it's at 125 and it's showing up on a momentum scan and the valuation on it is very low. So take that for whatever it's worth. The next stock that caught my attention right after that is Kohl's. Kohl's came up. So I'm telling you, this is what I was talking about earlier in, in the show. When I'm seeing companies that have been just getting crushed, now, now they've bounced back and they're running very fast and their valuations are pretty low. So that's what is kind of encouraging about the market in general. Bunch of steel stocks have been coming up. Bunch of oil producers, oil gas and uh, oil and gas equipment and service companies have been showing up. These are all old economy stocks, and when they're showing up, you're going, "Yeah," <laughs> because they've been lagging for so long, and it will cause you to lose faith. And then as soon as I think, you know what happened? The last person to lose faith in that industry finally threw in the towel and sold their value stocks. <laughs> and now they're all running. <laughs> so thank you for whoever that was. <laughs> it was a very kind. <laughs> By the way, Seagate Technologies, that one's been running. Some of the stocks in that, you know, the uh, Seagate makes a lot of hard drives and backup, a lot of technology stuff. You can go to the uh, website and look it up. The symbol is STX. That's a classic breakout p pattern, too. It was up 12% in a day, closed near the high of the day. Volume was about three times its average daily volume. That's all good stuff. Now, that's good stuff to know. And it's good stuff for me to know that the music means my show is over. <laughs> you can call me if you'd like this week, 330-664-0700, or go to my website and hit me up. If you've heard anything you want more information on, be glad to try to get it to you. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. 
past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.